License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 303, good afternoon. Jack is here producing. Thank you for joining us. A member of a high school staff in San Antonio has died after an altercation with a student. We gave you a heads up on this story when it happened Wednesday, February 7th. Now they've made the announcement. The staff member has died. Melinda, bring mm. everybody back up to speed on this story. Well, so it was uh, beginning of February, and there's differing reports on this. They say uh, that this instructional assistant was in a classroom full of special needs individuals at ranging from severe to moderate disabilities. In one report, it says that he was redirecting a student. Other reports say in an altercation Mm -hmm. with a student, uh, that's when he fell to the floor and hit his head, and he just wasn't able to recover from that. A lot of the reports are reporting this as redirecting a student. To me, that, that doesn't necessarily mean there was any interaction with that student physically, and then they say he fell to the floor. However, each one of the reports say the police are investigating the incident. So I, I don't think there would be an investigation if there wasn't some kind of physical connection between one of the students and this assistant, which led to him falling to the floor, hitting his head, and then sadly dying from those injuries. I remember some of the initial reports said he was breaking up a fight at the school and fell and hit his head. Uh, So this happened at Brandeis High School in San Antonio. Do we have video cameras now in all special needs instructional areas? Don't know. Not sure. 512-836-0590. EMS was called at the scene. He was transferred for medical attention, and this member of the staff died over the weekend, according mm. to the school. Had been with the school for over a decade. There's got to be some transparency with the with the parents of this school and the family of uh, Mr. Fred. They've got, they're, they're, they, they need answers on this, Mark. I know they're, they say they're, they're investigating the incident, but for the safety of other students there, is, is, is it an unsafe atmosphere with this student that he had the altercation with it's going to be is it is it a safe place i think you've got to do this very very quickly thoroughly but quickly for the safety of other students well and and then also it brings up the question if this was a student that ultimately caused all of this to happen is there going to be any repercussions for that and i ask because they say this is a classroom full of severe to moderate disabilities so will it be, okay, there's some kind of repercussion, this child is removed for a, a set of time, or is it just going to be they 
they don't fully understand or have the ability to control their emotions and body. And so we can't really hold them responsible for this. Mm -hmm. Because it is possible a student may have attacked this staff member, shoved him or slugged him or something to cause him to fall and hit his head. And I think that's what the police are going to try to ascertain here. There was a death, so they have an obligation to find out why that death occurred. Yes. And see where they need to go from there. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. Perhaps you have some experience in this field of education. It says he was a special needs instructional assistant, and he was helping work with students that in some cases have severe limitations. So there, it sounds as though there's a, a range of students yeah. with different conditions mm-hmm. in that classroom. 512-836-0590 in New York City. There's a proposal to create and open a brand new charter school that focuses on a gender identity curriculum. This would be fifth through the ninth grade. It's proposed to be called the Genderful School, where students will explore their gender, embrace their own identity, Decide how they will authentically walk through the world. They'll talk about being inclusive of diverse genders, sex, sexuality, all of those things. And, uh, for example, the curriculum would not refer to mothers. Mothers would be called the gestational parent who carries the fetus for nine months. Mark, what do you go to school for? You go to school to learn. You got to learn to read and write, comprehend, evaluate science and math and history. Uh, you don't go to school to say, I am a man and just keep telling me I'm a boy or a man. I'm a trans. No, this is, this is harebrained to me. It, it is. Uh, it's a charter school, so it's a little different, but still, you go to school to learn, learn things that will be lead, lead you through the rest of your life to get a job. Yeah, and as I was reading this, it did not, it, the focus seemed to be about gender and, and trying to figure that out. And that was the main mission of this school and zero about actual education academics, and yeah. academics. Yeah. The school would emphasize the power of creative self-expression for the students and would create a tool for community engagement, self-preservation and academic exploration. They would have embedded arts, performing visual arts, tactile, digital, all of those would be part of the daily schedule. Nothing wrong with that, but get it, gear it towards education and not your sexuality. You know, you can have all the things and different aspects of learning different ways to learn, but it should tangible things, not just because you're a transsexual, transgender, whatever. Yeah, a school's mission, and and they say that this charter school's mission is to share gender ideology with children. That should never be any school's mission. Your mission should always be to educate and have the children at the best academic level that they possibly can be moving forward. The New York Post says this charter school is one of nine applications now before New York City. It would open in the fall of 2025 if it is approved by officials in New York City. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. Ed, is this yet another example of what we were talking about in the last hour, the assault 
on the fundamental foundations of our country? Yeah, because education, when you go to school, you go to school to learn tangible things. You don't go there to reinforce your sexuality or to expand on your sexuality. Or to sexuality, find a new one. Or find a new one, yeah. You go there to learn. All right, let's go to Dwight at 310, Mark, Melinda, and Ed on KLBJ. Dwight, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, I was just calling in because I was, I'm was i a retired teacher, and I was just going to tell you guys that the reason we're having the kinds of problems we have with our public education system is because our Texas legislature won't do the simple thing that the Texas Constitution requires them to do, and that is to create a public education system that is suitable so that it will educate all of Texas children. If they would simply focus on that and do that and provide them with the right resources, make sure they have the high teachers in place, make sure that the, the schools have the, all the equipment, facilities, whatever they need, because the Constitution doesn't restrict what they can do. It simply says they're supposed to create a system so that every child in Texas can be educated. If they would do that, we wouldn't have these problems. Specifically, what's lacking? three hours because there's a lot lacking give us one example dwight give us one example please well they they don't have they don't have uh certified teachers in all classrooms all right dwight thank you uh have a good afternoon uh here are the numbers 512-836-0590 you can call you can text us 312 at klbj On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 316, we go to Chris in East Austin on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Can you speak up, please? We're having trouble hearing you, Chris. Uh, Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's a little better. Welcome. What are your thoughts, Chris? Well, it's just if New York, if, if that school system would just get back to the basics, uh, reading, writing, uh, history, they don't have time to teach all this other crap. The education numbers in this in this country are down so low over the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, let's just get back to the basics of things. And especially after COVID and when our school kids got so far behind. It would be amazing if you just focused on the basics. I bet you would be able to, all those that are behind, pull them up. If you got rid of all of the noise and just focused on what you're supposed to be teaching, I don't think it would take that long to get everybody back up to speed and maybe even excelling. Well, and the numbers are pretty deceiving, too, because I I just looked up the the completion rates as far as a high school diploma – it's up 20% according to their, to their standards, but I've heard of hundreds of stories of kids getting passed uh, that shouldn't have been passed, et cetera, uh, and, and I'm sure that happens over all the school districts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's deceiving numbers. You can't go off those numbers. Uh, just You see some of these uh, uh, TikTok and YouTube videos of them just going around asking these kids basic questions about their country. Yeah. Uh, when did you When did you get your independence? They don't know 1776. I mean, it's 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 horrendous. Oh, and so, pre- in President's uh, days today, can you imagine who was the first president? Who was the president during the Civil War? It would be probably mind-boggling. Yeah, 
<laughs> Chris, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 318-512-836-0590. Alice is in Kingsland on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Alice. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. I have two key points. Number one, charter schools are publicly funded schools. They are public schools. And so our tax dollars go to um, this kind of nonsense, and that's whether it's in New York, in Texas, any state in the country. And what people don't understand is that there has been federal a federal law that was passed, the Every Student Succeeds Act, and it mandates the shift in our education system away from reading, writing, math, and history to attitudes, values, beliefs, and behaviors. And then it just becomes a matter of whose attitudes, values, beliefs, and behaviors. And all 50 states have shifted our, our standards in Texas, the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills, away from academics to the behavioral. Ed, what do you make of it? Well, I, I think we've, we've got to get back on track, as our previous caller Chris said, Alice, I think I think we we wander off the farm too much when it comes to education, especially with this New York example. We've got to we've got to get to the core core subjects. We've got to get to the basics. Yeah, you want to get and still have the things and let kids be creative with art and music and things like that, but it's it's too important not to emphasize those at public schools and charter schools. Alice, thank you. Have a good afternoon. Uh, Ken is with us in Liberty Hill on KLBJ. Hi, Ken. How are you doing today? Doing fine, except I'm scratching a bald spot on top of my head <laughs> trying to figure out what New York's doing. <laughs> have you have you figured it out yet? <laughs> no, but I do got two questions. The first the first one is: Does anyone happen to know the name of the tribe or the Native Americans that we bought the New York Territory from back in the 1700s? And then the second question is. What is their return policy? I'll uh, hang up and listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. Have a good afternoon. Is it Algonquin? I, I'm looking. I was going to hit the Googles. That sounds right, the Algonquins. 512-836-0590. The University of Kentucky is offering brokerage accounts for students under certain conditions. All 31,500 students are eligible. The University of Kentucky invests the money but it requires the students to accomplish certain tasks before the school deposits money in their brokerage account, Melinda. Uh, This is an interesting program. In one, it it gets college kids thinking about finances in a different way besides just, okay, you have money, you don't have money. It's about long-term and investments and how you can build a portfolio that way. But I, I think that they've got it set up correctly. You earn the money. It isn't just, okay, we're putting a starter amount in everybody's accounts and what you do with it, you do with it. It is, you need to go to a financial class and you'll get such and such dollars that will go into that. Or uh, you need to complete a workshop. This is, and you earn the money that's in there and then you get to make the decisions about what kind of things you want to invest in. Do you leave the money in there long-term, let it build up? Do you decide to go ahead and pull off? I think it's a great financial lesson for a group of kids that usually aren't thinking about investments. UK students, that's Kentucky, can invest in mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, 
individual stocks or bonds in these accounts, and they can take the money out at any time. But the university is hoping they will keep the money invested. According to Eric Monday, who's their executive vice president of finance and administration, they just started this, Melinda, Mm -hmm. in the fall of 2023. Here are the numbers. You can Mm -hmm. weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. I believe they said uh, the maximum per year is $600, $630 in one academic year for each student. That's the most that the University of Kentucky will put into these brokerage accounts. I hate to throw water on it, but I think only a handful of students will do this, Mark. And I think it's a great program for the students if they do it, but I just don't think that many students will do this or more interested in getting beer money and going out money and things like this. Why yeah, do you but you s- got to offer it up mm. for those. I, I think it's great for those that want to learn that may not get that financial mm-hmm. education elsewhere. It's they not should. something that their family has ever done. Maybe they're coming from a family that is has never invested because they haven't had the money. And yeah, I think it probably won't be used, but for those that use it, I think it's fantastic. I think it should be part of the curriculum if they want to do that specialized. They should be learning that in some of their classrooms. They should be learning that, not just a separate program, I think. Well, then you would, so you're suggesting it's a, a mandatory class No, you have not to a take? mandatory class, but a class that you're, you can take. Uh, investing, investing, finance, some, some type of course like that. Yeah, but then you would be paying to take a course. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that, really for paying these students either, to tell you the truth. I think that's a waste of money. I really do. Go to a seminar, here's 10 bucks. Okay, what I'm going to do with that 10 bucks? I'm not going to invest in a mutual fund. I'm going to buy a six pack. I don't. You know? I don't think they get the cash. I think it automatically goes into the fund, so well, they don't. And 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 then I mean they have the option of withdrawing yeah, yeah. it. I I just it it's a feel good deal, but if they want, I think there are avenues for them to get this expertise in regular college classes. Hate to throw water on it, but I just. Did it say Melinda in the fall of 2023 the first opportunity? How many students? signed up and started taking part in it? I did not see that. I didn't see that either. And it's also, it's not just the school that's putting the money. The The company that they've chosen to go with, in this case, it's Fidelity, that brokerage firm, they're also investing in these kids and in equaling or matching 10% of their first 300 deposited. So it's not just the school filling their accounts. 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Is this the first state university in america to do something like this i can't think of any others maybe some private schools have done this but this is a state school taxpayer school for the good people of the commonwealth of kentucky uh so it's creative it's going to help some students but i think overall a lot of students don't give a rip about this which they should because of investing their money and compounding the money yeah it's a great lesson learned i still contend they should learn that in the classroom it should be this should be in business courses and all sorts of courses so, and, and some universities do that yeah. uh, in the yeah. business school, yeah. but the, it, the students don't have the option of keeping the money. It's a, it's a trading account, but then at the end, they, they don't keep any of the money. If they make anything off the accounts, it goes to scholarships or things like that. Well, and two, you, most people aren't taking business classes unless it's on their major, track. Yeah, you're right. So they're not just going to volunteer to put however much money a class costs per semester just so that they can get this learning opportunity. 512-836-0590. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed, 326 at KLBJ.
Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. A high school in the Boston area has become so violent and chaotic that some members of the school board are requesting that the National Guard be sent in to be on site to restore order in this high school. Oh, yeah, boy. they wrote a letter to the governor requesting that the National Guard comes in. They had a press conference today, mm-hmm. and one of the school committee members said, okay, don't look at this as something negative. This isn't negative. Right. The National Guard brings positivity. Hey, we use them to deploy COVID-19 vaccinations. Uh, they're looking to have them be used as substitute teachers, as hall monitors, hoping to bring additional safety to the school. And they said, we may even want to go ahead and consider the middle school and the elementary schools as well as getting them in there. This thing is, appears to be a zoo because they say there's violence, there's drug use, they can't control the kids. Teachers had 35 teachers who walked off the job recently. Uh you don't need the National Guard for this. You just need to have old-fashioned discipline. You need to do that and have and and have accountability when students. Yeah, disrupt. I would love to know what their what they yeah. have done in regards to these incidents and violence or security concerns. What if anything happened to the people that were involved in those? But give incidents? me a break. The National Guard. Come on now. Tony Rodriguez is the Ward 4 School Committee member. That's their school board in Brockton, Massachusetts. Uh, Here's one of his comments, and he is among the school board members who want the National Guard to restore order. We did send a letter out to the mayor requesting support from the governor on requesting the National Guard be deployed uh, to the city of Brockton to give us support. This isn't something that is negative. Um, The National Guard does bring positivity. Oh, sir. How naive. The national Are they going to bring the guns? They're going to bring the tanks? They're going to bring the SWAT team? And I'm going to bet that this is one of those schools that thought it was a bad look to have police officers mm-hmm. in it, but yet we're going to have military personnel? Yes. Here's more from the Ward 4 school committee member, Tony Rodriguez in Brockton, Massachusetts. I know some people don't support it, but if you support safety in our schools, you will support the National Guard to come in here and keep our students safe. Oh, wow. I don't. It blows my mind, Mark. Don't you have a school police force? Don't you have – there's so many more things you do before you call in the National Guard. The National Guard is like the, the, the troops coming in in dire situations. Uh, there's got to be other avenues, school board members, to, 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 to deal with this It issue. sounds like they're raising the white flag of surrender, though, it on does. this issue of violence, Ed. It seems like they're, the they're next, admitting they can't deal with yeah, it. Yeah, next thing would be shut the doors, close the, close the doors down, because it must be an awful situation for the good students who try to learn, and they're held up by the those who deal drugs or do violence or whatever. The governor put out a statement saying, I got the letter, I'm considering it. The mayor is opposed to it. The mayor is already speaking out. He says, this is a terrible idea. We don't want the National Guard in a public high school. Agreed. That's ridiculous to have the National Guard in a public high school. You do it, deal with it as a school board. You hire, you hire uh, safety personnel, cops. You do a lot of things. You've got to, you could gain control of this school if you, did, if you did it the traditional way with more officers or ramifications for 
for uh, bad behavior. You could do that. The mayor says they do have police officers. Yeah, I was at sitting here looking, More and they officers. they have had police officers yeah. for some time. Get get a lot more then. Get well, a lot more. I, I really, and I, I mean, my goodness, they're having stabbings. They're having all kinds of things happening there. I would, I really would like to know how are they handling these situations when they when they occur. Are they like a lot of the school districts that are just, oh well, we can't really discipline them. Do they send them away for a couple of days and then allow them back in? Like, how is the discipline if? At all, right? It's being handled yeah. and administered. Yeah. The superintendent of the schools put out a statement saying, "We need help from state lawmakers. We need changes in laws and policies. We are hampered by the current laws and policies." I infer from that that uh, the state laws and policies have a very soft on crime approach, so to speak, to the bad actors in the schools. They get a talking to, and they're right back in back the classroom in the classrooms very quickly. And that's why the teachers are in rebellion, threatening to walk out and never come back in large numbers. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. Call or text to join the conversation. In California, state lawmakers are now debating a proposal that may become a state law. It would require all companies that sell home insurance to ask questions of their customers, their policyholders, about the number of guns they have in their home. How many guns do you have? What type of guns? Are they stored? Are they safely stored, et cetera, et cetera? This would take effect on January 1st, 2026, if it becomes law in California. This, again, is another ridiculous California law going after people that most likely are law-abiding gun owners here because bet me that you're going to have somebody that illegally has guns telling the insurance company, I illegally have four guns. Here's what they are, and here's where I keep them. It's not going to happen. And here's the uh, three-time felon who's felon who sold them to me on the black market. Right, right. And his, his address is this, and I think he has such and such insurance, so you might want to check with their their company and see if he's reported that he has them as well. Have, what if you have big knives, nunchucks? What, if you have, what else other weapons do you have? It's ridiculous. No American should have to announce how many weapons do you have in your house. It is a good idea to keep them away from children and secure, but it's none of the government's business or none of the insurance company's if business. If this were to become law, it would cover homeowners and renters who are getting insurance policies. We'd like to get your thoughts on that proposal as well. 512-836-0590. Call or text to join the conversation. And I'm curious what happens because the insurance companies are told that then they're supposed to, in return, turn that information over to the government. What would happen if the insurance like, none of our none of our clients say that they own firearms. We didn't get one person that said Nobody. they own one. Do you think the government's going to be like, um, oh, okay, that's cool. That's what, th- that's what we thought. <laughs> I, I don't think so because uh, what they're doing here is trying to create a California database Registry. of right. gun owners. Mm-hmm. We told you last week uh, they now have the credit card companies on board to monitor your firearms purchases in California and report so-called suspicious purchases to law enforcement. And not only just the firearm itself, any accessories that may go with it. If you decide to buy a holster or, you know, a flashlight that could potentially be attached to a firearm. Yes, ammunition, suppressors, whatever the Tactical case. Tactical gear, yeah. 
they they have a specific mm. code for retailers that that sell firearms, and it's really about uh, gun stores in mm-hmm. California. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. These uh, bills are being proposed by Democrats. One is California Assembly Member Mike Gibson. He's the one that introduced this bill that would require homeowners, insurance companies, and rental insurance companies on the application to ask multiple questions about firearms in the home or the rental property. There is There are many people, Mark, as we all know, who just abhor any type of firearm. They do not believe in the Second Amendment. They believe it's not the firearm. Uh, and they believe it's it's the firearm. They don't not believe the it's person. the person. So it's just a, a this will it it may pass in California because they're so wacky. This would never pass in Texas or any clear thinking state, for goodness sakes. Well, you Let, would think California would get the message as many times as the courts are overruling them on all of their gun laws that they're trying to enact. And then the court comes back and says, you can't do that, California. You can't do that. You would think that they would get the message and just stop. What would this lead to, Ed, if it were to become a law? Well, it would lead it would lead to more government intervention. It would be, you know, if you have more than state a number four guns at your house, this information go to law enforcement, you get the knock on the door. Why do you have more than four guns? Where are they? Can I see them? You know, why why do you have these guns? Are you planning some type of terrorist event? No, I'm going dove hunting next September. All right, 512-836-0590-341. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. 346, great to have you with us. We've got Jack producing today. Nate is calling regarding the high school in the Boston area that has become so violent and chaotic that some of the school board members are asking the governor to send in the National Guard to restore order at the high school. Nate, welcome aboard. How are you? Doing great. I heard National Guard in a high school, and I just chuckled. They ought to do two things. The first thing is get the IQ of the people that are uh, proclaiming that they need the National Guard to solve this problem. And number two, if we just get about three or four grandmas into that school, start doing corporal punishment and start whipping these kids' butts, I guarantee you they'd have that school in shape in about a week. Well, and you've seen other schools in different states that have employed the the dads that have decided to go and patrol, and they were able to have an impact on at least the fights that were going on in the hallways. I I think, yeah, maybe more adult presence presence that would be that the kids would be concerned like i don't want to do anything in front of them mm-hmm. i don't know if they would necessarily care if a little grandma was in I don't there know if they'd care about uh, that. unfortunately i think the grandma yeah. might get hurt uh so it would have to be a figure that they somewhat respect but when you're looking at that too if you've got school police in there they obviously aren't respecting them right Thank you, Chris. Have a good afternoon. 347. This is Philip on KLBJ. Hello, Philip. How are you today? I'm good. That was going to be my question to you. We're doing very well. Welcome aboard, Philip. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, it's dawned on me when you give that scenario about some police or someone coming knocking on your door asking how many guns you have and why do you have those and what are you doing? What's wrong with just saying uh, I have them because it's my right and I have them in case 
in case you guys ever come to try to take them. How about not answering the question to see what they do? Just don't even answer the yeah. door. Well, yeah. it's, well it's, you know, it's, it's, I always use this example of tug of war. When you have that little flag in the middle, and when it gets pulled over, this is how it goes with the Republicans fighting the Democrats. They never bring it back to the center. They just start over from where they're at. It's the same thing here. That it's like we have discussions about whether or not uh, illegals should get a, a, a card, like a, a, what do you call it, like a debit card with $10,000 on it, when we should talk about the fact that they broke the law and things like that. And it's the same thing here is that what's so wrong with it? I have in case our government ever gets out of control and becomes tyrannical and comes tries to take control of us like a dictator. Yeah, you, you've, we're seeing more and more that you're getting these laws that are going after law-abiding citizens. There's nothing that says in California that you cannot have a gun in California. Now, they have a lot of restrictions on exactly what that gun can be and how it can be, uh, where you can carry it, where you can't carry it. They have a lot of restrictions. No law against having one there. Yet, you have many people there that are breaking the law, and this government is not only saying we're going to look the other way, they're saying how can we give you benefits in the healthcare industry to pay for that? How can we give you money for this or that? People that are actually actually committed an illegal act just to be there, they're bending over backwards for. People that are law-abiding, we need to find out more about you. Exactly. Is, is that breaking any law that these credit card companies are sharing this information with them? And was it last summer that the government spent millions, if not Billions of dollars buying metadata, bunch of data because it's all coming with AI. And this makes me think of it. It's that even though they can't make that law, they legislate it so much that they make it so difficult. Like in New York, you know, the license, the classes, the fees to have a weapon, and things of that nature. Well, in the case of California and the credit card companies, it is a new state law that's taking effect, Philip, that has required the credit card companies to create a purchase code that allows them to track the purchase of guns and ammunition and accessories and then report it to law enforcement if those purchases in the opinion of the banks and credit card companies are suspicious. Wow. It's just, you know, good guys finished last. They're, just, they're going after the wrong person. Yes. Boy, I don't know what's going to change, but I appreciate y'all very much. Enjoy your show. Thank, Thank you, you, Philip. You have a good afternoon, sir. We appreciate you. 512-836-0590. Hawaii is ready to approve a $25 climate tax on every visitor to Hawaii. Uh, this is to combat what they claim is an assault on the area's natural resources by tourists. I haven't seen how... They would implement that. Would that be on your your plane ticket? Would that know, be as soon saying. as you're at the airport yeah. and you're picking up a bag? They're like, by the way, that's twenty five dollars. I don't know how they would go about implementing this, but it's just uh, again to preserve our paradise. I guess that means it's just the tourists that are messing up your your cities there in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They've got an overcrowding problem in Oahu. At Maui, they had a disastrous fire because the emergency alarms didn't go off and they were not prepared for it. This is just a money grab. This is like when you go to Manhattan and you pay $25 to drive through Manhattan. This should be a voluntary deal when you get to Hawaii, when you get to the airport. 
Uh, they could have like the guys on the kettle, you know, ringing the bell, ding, 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 ding. Would you like to give 25 or $50 to help us with, with Hawaii? They need to take care of their problems themselves, not gouge people who come over a tourist who, who who travel off into Hawaii. Well, I would think that they already are collecting from the tourists. I mean, oh, it, it's not cheap to yeah. go to Hawaii and, yeah. and spend some time there. Right. The hotel, motel taxes and things. Governor Green tells the Wall Street Journal that uh, Hawaii gets 10 million visitors a year, but we only have 1.4 million full-time residents. We want those 10 million travelers to help us sustain our environment. It's about time they start forking over some money to protect our environment. Well, And again, you're getting money. If you yeah. have 10 million visitors a year, you are getting money from them. As Ed just mentioned, you have the hotel tax, motel tax that right. you collect from those 10 million visitors that are there. You have other things that you're collecting money from them. You, you need to allocate it for the right things. Exactly. Don't, don't put it on the backs of of tourists. I know 25 and 50 is not a whole bunch of money, but if you have business in Hawaii, you go back and forth to Hawaii, that, that can add up. That can add up. Some state lawmakers in Hawaii say this would violate the U.S. Constitution and the protection for free travel among the states. This would be the, the first state of any kind to impose a tax on out-of-state visitors. And they're saying, you're overstepping the boundaries here of the U.S. Constitution. You're running afoul of the Constitution. Because essentially you're charging to come to our state. What's not to stop the state of Texas to say, okay, when you fly in to the state of Texas from another state, you're going to have to pay $25 or $50 to help with the the environment in our our state, global warming, whatever. 512-836-0590 to join us. Don is calling from Colleen. Hello, Don. How are you today? Hi, how you doing? Fine, Don. Welcome. Say, uh, you mentioned a couple times about you know cops wanting to show up at your door and ask how many guns you got and whatnot. They cannot do that. If a cop comes to your door and he does not have a warrant, you do not have to answer the door. You don't have to talk to him. You can just tell him to go pound sand until he gets a warrant. <laughs> Well, and I don't know how you get a warrant on that. Just just doing a gun check. You can't do that. You you can't do that in a free society unless there's got to be a probable cause. And you know that, Don. Probable cause or a search warrant. Don, thank you. Have a good one, sir. We have news next at the top of the hour and much more to cover with you. It's Mark, Melinda, and Ed, live and local, News Radio, KLBJ. License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit smartairaustin.com. 